welcome to the first episode of Sounds on Vinyl, the podcast that reminisces about the great vinyl records of the 70s and 80s. We're kicking everything off with a three-part series that celebrates the birth of heavy metal, the impact of Black Sabbath, Ozzy Osbourne, and Ronnie James Dio. But before we get to that, let us introduce ourselves. My name is Phil Boyer. I am the co-founder of Boozehound Entertainment and, of course, an avid hard rock and metal fan. And my co-host, as always, is... Mike from Sweden. What can I say? I'm a, I'm a vinyl buff. I collect music on vinyl. Uh, I'm a lead singer of a, a metal band called Grand Reserva. Yes, you there are. There you go. Yes, I am. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so how are things going? Things are going really, really good. It's Halloween, so how awesome is that? Oh, oh my God. My favorite holiday, man. It is my favorite holiday, too. Different has different little... Uh, traditions all over the world what's your favorite tradition over there in sweden for halloween horror movies for Christ's horror sake. movies yes there you go yes. favorite horror movie of all time what is uh, it halloween the movie halloween yeah, there you yeah go. the movie halloween mike mike myers for christ's sakes great movie yeah. yeah well let's go back even further than the halloween movie to 1970 because in that year is when black sabbath released what is arguably the first metal record now yeah there was some heavier stuff before the release of black sabbath i mean you had old man going by the pretty things helter skelter from the beatles you had stuff like Le what led zeppelin was doing blue cheer cream iron butterfly but none of that compared to what we heard when we dropped the needle on that first black sabbath record oh my god nothing i'm reminiscing right now man <laughs> Holy crap. I mean, I thank I thank God each and every day for Tony Iommi from Birmingham in England, man, for mm -hmm. for messing up his finger so he to, could tune down the guitar and made his epic sound of Black Sabbath. Yeah, to give us that that signature Black Sabbath sound that that just that creepy, dark and heavy heavy sound you you know i'm a complete nerd so i had to go out and buy myself one of those really old vinyl vinyl records uh, record players sorry so i got a uh, a german record player from 1978 and the mm. sound with this debut album from black sabbath combined with the record player it's sort of like, oh, man, it's oh, a geez. match made in heaven. I tell <laughs> you, the sound, the thickness, the raw, I mean, everything is there. I've been playing this album like the entire week up to this program. It, it's sort of like, oh, my God. Does it get any better than this? You know, I, I don't think so. I, I think what Black Sabbath achieved in 1970 outshines pretty much anything any other band has really done. And and that that's just the first two records. I mean, first they put out two epic records in the same freaking year. Yeah. Well, in most of the world. In the United States, it, it you know, the, the second one came out in 1971, but still. But, but, um, it, but it's sort of so like if it's, it's so epic, it's hard to talk about even. 
because when it's dawning on you that you wouldn't have any Judas priest, there wouldn't be any Saxon, there wouldn't be any Metallica, there wouldn't even be, I mean, you could name every other band, newer band. If it weren't for Black Sabbath, they wouldn't exist today. It's it's sort of like mind blowing if to, to think about it. Well, we we, we were talking uh, the other day about um, when we were putting the show together about you know what would the world be like? What would the music world be like if Black Sabbath never existed? Yeah. And and it, really, it we got depressed. It's a depressing yeah, thought to yeah, think about. It's really depressing. You know, um, it, it, it's just. The, the impact that this band had on, I, I feel like even all genres of music. I mean, you, yeah. you look at, at some of even the pop stars that, that uh, give a nod to Black Sabbath here and there. And I'm not just talking about the knuckleheads that wear the, the Black Sabbath t-shirts and all that, but so some of the, the, you know, the, the true artists that, that really can cite Black Sabbath as an influence, even though they're not doing, you know, even rock really it's, or metal or anything, but they, they've been influenced. I mean, um, it was just, uh, a, a little while ago that, uh, Post Malone did that, that song with Ozzy, yeah. you know, that everybody's freaking out about, which personally, I hate that kind of music, but still you, you, you see that influence in that kind of music, you know, 45 some odd years later, almost 50 years later. Yeah. And it's, 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 I mean, to think about that, I, I mean, you couldn't you couldn't even say uh, a, a, a band after 1970 that hasn't been influenced by Black Sabbath? It's crazy. It's like you it really say, like four, 45 years later, pe- people are still talking about them. Yeah, I, it's it's nuts, and they're not talking about them. Oh, the Hasbands or anything like that. Even though, well, they had a rough period, which we'll we'll get into a little bit later, but. You know, they they still, I mean, that last record that they put out, 13, um, unless you count the Heaven and Hell one with Dio, that wasn't officially a Black Sabbath record, that was a phenomenal record. I mean, 50 years later, now it wasn't quite 50 at that point, it was, what, 40 some odd? Yeah. But still, like, that was a great record. Yeah. And it, it's sort of like it, it's Black Sabbath in, in a nutshell for you, because you're thinking that, well, I see... With all that substance he had indulged in in all of his career, I mean he's sober <laughs> today, so they say I don't know. But but to think that, okay, so they're releasing a new album, okay, hmm. <laughs> I I really hope for for our sakes as as music geeks and Black Sabbath fans that it's somewhat decent that's mm-hmm. what my, my first thought were hearing w- w- that they plan to do this and I, i'm thinking to myself could they really pull this off and then i listened to the album and it's all like holy shit i mean it's it's not even a um uh a half-baked record if you will it's sort of like when you listen to it, it it's it's up there with, with those two debut albums, it, it, I mean, b- both Sabbath and Paranoid and and all the other great stuff, it's it's sort of like it's up there. It's it's epic. You can hear it. It's Sabbath. 
Right. You know, and I, I feel like they, they almost came full circle with that record. Like you were just saying, like, it's, it's, it's almost, it's very reminiscent of those, those first two records. It's heavy. It's got that, that, that dark sound, you know, that blew everybody away in 1970. And it really is, they came full circle. And I think that was a good record to end with, at least with Ozzy. Yeah. Because I'm looking looking at my, at my my other heroes or what I, what you call I, I I don't know growing up your music your heroes were all mu- musicians bands artists it's sort mm-hmm. of like crazy everybody's playing with with uh, a Barbie or, or something like that <laughs> and then they have comic books and it, it's Spider Man and it's uh, me it was Kiss Alice Cooper Black Sabbath. Judas Priest, that, those were my heroes growing up. Mm-hmm. But, but but looking back at Kiss' career, and and they released some some newer songs or newer records, it's sort of like I get sad just to talk about them. <laughs> I, I I mean, really, is this all you got? And then mm-hmm. so so that with that in mind, I was really frightened when when I heard. Well, Black Sabbath is going to release a, a completely a brand new album with new songs. It's sort of like, oh my God, really? Oh, couldn't they just quit while they're still ahead? <laughs> I, mean, right. I mean, they got they got the, uh, the 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 end tour planned out, and it's sort of like it's oh my God, oh I I was so scared. And then mm-hmm. I heard the album, and I thought, well. What the hell am I? I I I'm so worried about. This is Black Sabbath. This is Tony Iommi. He's the riff master for Christ's sakes. Yeah. And and, and it's sort of sort of when you listen it when in the second song you c- completely forget that it's a new record. I mean the sound, of course, the sound is is it's more up to date with with all the technology. Right. But still, it's sort of like whoa, this could. It easily be done in 1969, 1970, 1971, or something like that. Right. You know, I, I really don't think any band has done what Sabbath has done in, in the first, like, well, I mean, come on, look at these guys. By 1973, in three years, they released five records Yeah. that were good. It's not yeah. like they were shit. No. They were good no. records. They were good records. I mean, it's like that. That's crazy. And then yeah. you fast forward to what was it? Was it 2013 when 13 was released? Yeah, I think something like that. Yeah, somewhere right around there. You you fast forward, you know, all that time, and you got that record, yeah. which is yeah. what they're like 17th, 18th record, something like that, yeah. and it's yeah. still phenomenal. Yeah. And it's sort of like under under the flag of Black Sabbath that, that I mean there is nothing for them to be ashamed about. Even though if Ozzy isn't the singer, I mean there there is of of course there is low points, but but still they they maintained Black Sabbath as as a quality band. You look at what not only did they come out with a whole new genre of music. I mean, they created, in my opinion, and, and some people say it's Led Zeppelin. I call bullshit on that. I think it's Black Sabbath that really created metal. And, you know, you come out with 
you know, these records that are so heavy and so dark and so creepy and have that feel to them. And, you know, they could have easily just relied it on, you know, on the first two, three records, but man, they just kept going producing quality record after quality record. And, you know, it, it's insane. Even, even the, the records that weren't that well received technical ecstasy and never say die the, the two records that, that led to Ozzy's departure in the yeah. band, even yeah. though those records really aren't black Sabbath records, in my opinion, they weren't well, well received by the audience. Even those records went gold. Yeah. But talking about this this debut album, it's it's sort of like as a musician myself, it's sort of like it's horrible the thing I'm going to say right now. You, you, do you know how they recorded this album for how no. how long a period of time? I do not. One day. No. This yeah. thing was recorded in a single day. In a single day. In a single day. If if. Tony Iommi isn't pulling one off on, on us, but I, I've read and I've heard him talk about this. It actually, because they had couldn't afford, so, so they, they were so well rehearsed, so they, they, they just went into the studio and, and went for it in October in 1969. Damn. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, damn! Damn! Yeah? That, that's, I, I'm speechless. That's all I could yeah. say. Damn. Yeah. In one day, how do you they put recorded. a record like that together in a single freaking day? That's just uh, insane. I, to me. I don't know. Of course, it has to be. Uh, there has to be some some other days when when they they mixed and mastered and did, but they recorded it in one day. That's how you did it back in the day. And then yeah. it's crazy because then the record company took over, and it's sort of like as you you mentioned before the the dark and mysterious. I mean, the songs, uh, NIB and The Wizard and, and Behind the Wall of Sleep and, and the title track, Black Sabbath, it, they had nothing to do with the cover art, for instance. The woman on the, on the front cover, no one, no one knows who, who she is till this day. <laughs> and, and they didn't know. And there's, okay, there's a, okay, in front of a mill, okay, well, that looks cool. Because they, they didn't have the time. My album is a gatefold, so when when you open up up the the vinyl record, it's, it's a gatefold, and and you got an upside down cross. It's sort of like an outline of it. And and I I read an interview with with Gisa Bratlor, and they said we, we had nothing to do with that. It's all the record company. And and he said nobody understood us at first. They, they thought we were devil worshippers. We're far from it. So and 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 it's 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 that's their career. They they, for, they when when they went to the states for the first time, the 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 um, there was a promoter down in the south, I think it was. The, um, just by looking at the name, he booked them for a venue, and <laughs> and there were only Afro Americans in in the audience when when they went on stage. Down, people started throwing things at them because <laughs> they thought black sabbath there the promoter thought there was a connection there hmm. he, he didn't understand them he hadn't <laughs> even had listened to so he, he okay it is she should be cool for this venue and the people got mad and upset and it's sort of like they had to flee the place 
and and that's the the the, the stuff that that went on with, with and and all the mystery and all all the stuff that happened around them it it's all like it's it's epic stuff in, in the life and in this in the history of black sabbath mm-hmm. and that's why i think it's it's all like growing up I mean, uh, I was born in 1919, uh, in the beginning of 1970s, and and it's sort of like when it dawned on you all the Black Sabbath records and the mystery and 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 looking at the cover arts and it's you you thought, wow, this is really heaven. And then you listen to the music and and the rains and and the thunder and and all those creepy shit in, in the background. It's sort of like, oh my god. Yeah, it, it's so funny. Yeah, like you were just saying, you you put that needle on the record, man, and you wait, you wait for it to spin around a couple times. Yeah. And then you hear the the slow fade in of the rain and the thunder, and all that, and then the guitar hits. That yeah. famous riff just blows everybody away, and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. What is this? I've not heard anything like this before, ever, ever. And, you know, like it's funny because they got this this dark, evil, devil worshiping, you know, kind of persona. But I I forget who it was. It was an interview with um, it was either with Ozzy back in the days where you can understand him still or <laughs> maybe, maybe it was Tony Iommi. But they're saying that really all they were doing was they wanted to do something different. And they were just mimicking the sounds, you know, living in Birmingham in their neighborhood of all the factories making noise. Yeah. They were just sort of, that's what they grew up with, living with that kind of sound. And they just mimicked that, you know. And it wasn't necessarily evil at all. It was just what they knew. Yeah. that's Again, who knows if that shit's true, you know. That could have been just trying to diffuse some sort of double warship shit that they had going on. but. But, but uh, you know, all these great records, and then we get to around 1976, and something changed in 1976. And that's when they released Technical Ecstasy and Never Say Die. And those records were a little bit different than the ones that came before it. I mean, you could hear some of the, the influence in, like, Volume 4 and Sabotage, but those weren't, weren't quite the same Sabbath that we've come to know and love. And on tour, the tour didn't go too well for those records and neither did the record sales, even though, like I said, they did go gold, but they, they weren't the platinum and they, they didn't have the, uh, the sales that their, their other records did before that. And then came something that kind of, I think, blew away all the Black Sabbath fans. In 1979, Ozzy just couldn't handle it anymore. He just couldn't handle it, and they fired Ozzy. Black Sabbath fired Ozzy from the band, and that was it for Ozzy and Black Sabbath for a while, right? Yeah. 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 Yep. And uh, before we get to that end of the story what is your favorite song on the black sabbath record oh my god 
I have to say uh, NIB because th that was like one of the first song that that really uh, shook me. I I I actually uh, was at, uh, at a friend's place uh, and he played th that song. I I don't know why why he skipped. He wanted me to hear this song first, and it is scared as shit out of me. And then and then he he played played the entire album from from start to finish, and it's sort of like so. I have to say, N.I.B. Black Sabbath, The Wizard, and my all-time favorite, uh, um, Behind the Wall of Sleep. Hmm. Nice. Yes. Nice. Sadega. Yeah. What, I, I think yours? I'm with you. Black Sabbath and NIB for me are arguably two of the best songs on the record. I, I think they're just, they're phenomenal. I, I still remember the first time I heard NIB. I was just like, uh, it was just an amazing, amazing experience to hear that song. Now, how about on Paranoid? Hmm. Oh my God. Is there, is, I mean, it, it's, it's kind of hard. Cause I I don't is there a bad song on these albums, for real? No, I don't really I don't think so. Not really. I mean, yeah, for me it's like War Pigs. Yeah, of course. And War Pigs and Paranoid. Yeah, I, I have to say Ferris Wear Boots. Yeah. Uh, Iron Man, of course. Um, War Pigs, as you mentioned. Um, I I like the Electric Funeral also. I, I mm -hmm. kind of dig that song, but War Picks, Ferris Wear Boots, Iron Man, uh, Electric Funeral, I have to say. Yeah, and it, it's it's interesting because I feel like, you know, War Pigs and, and Iron Man especially. Iron Man is like it, it's got this thing. I mean, this is a song that is so heavy, but yet even non-metal fans like this song. I mean, it's been in movies, it's been in. <laughs> all yeah. this stuff and mainstream movies that everybody goes and sees and everybody loves the song Iron Man. And it, it, it's kind of funny that this album that came out in 1970 with all these dark lyrics and dark sounds and everything could be such a popular song that would end up in movies, you know, for like, I don't know, generations to come. It's kind of nuts. Yeah, it really is. But it's, it's sort of like that's, that's what you get when when you have a, a band that that sort of like defines rock and roll music if if you like if you if you if you go past i mean the blues thing you got you got elvis and 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 all those stuff but but it's sort of like you're in england you're in birmingham and it, it's sort of like the industries and 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 you got black sabbath coming from from that background you you got Tony Iommi got getting hurt in one of those machines, uh, trying to still play guitar, uh, trying to 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 think about how will I go about doing this, uh, and I somewhere I heard he was fiddling with it, but but he actually heard someone else. It's so so you can tune down your guitar all the strings and and it would be much easier for you and so he did and and it's sort of like a fluke but still <laughs> it it's sort of like that's the the sound and that's the sound he was looking for 
to, to, so as you say, mimic all the, the industry that they grew up around. And it, it's sort of like, I think it's, everything is real. It, it, you can, mm -hmm. you can touch it. You can feel it. You can, you can almost smell it. And I think that that's why, why it's so, so big still to this day. Yeah, I mean, they, they did music to create music. They didn't do it to sell records. They didn't do no. it to, to be famous. They, they, they did it to do something they love, and, and they hoped that it could get them out of Birmingham and, and get them a quality life. But, you know, you, you can hear the way Ozzy sings and, and the way they all play. It, it's just it's all music. Yeah, it's, it's no fluff. It's no bullshit. It's no, you know, crap to make the, the record company happy, because honestly, I'm, I'm shocked any record company would have anything to do with these guys because they were so different. Yeah. So they definitely were not trying to please any any freaking record company on this record, on this on the Black Sabbath record or Paranoid. I, I, you know? That's why they got sidetracked when it comes to the cover art and 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 and. and and everything else it's sort of like well if you're going to release this crap we'll put together some and it's sort of like they released the the debut album in february and in september that same year they released paranoid i mean mm -hmm. and and then it, it it like it hit it it blew everything wide open they got a, a huge hit in 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 the uk around this time and it's sort of like uh, I've I've read some interviews and 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 heard of them say it, we we couldn't understand because we the only thing we we wanted to do was play music and we didn't even know I, I mean Tony said I didn't know it, I didn't even know it, it was possible with with my with my with my hand and my finger uh, and and so lo and behold you got two two of of, of the greatest metal albums in that same year. February 1970 and, and September that same year. It's crazy. It is nuts. Yeah. And then 1979, one of the greatest frontman, accidental frontman, as we were just saying, yeah. was fired from the band. And that's going to bring us to part two yes. of this Black Sabbath, Ozzy Osbourne, Ronnie James Dio special to kick off the brand new show, Sounds on Vinyl. So hope you enjoyed this first one talking about Sabbath. Let us know what you guys think of this record uh, of the first, you know, few records of Black Sabbath and and all that. And uh, make sure you follow Sounds on Vinyl over on Instagram and go check out all the cool stuff that Mike does over there with that account. And uh, again, it's a brand new show, so don't forget to subscribe anywhere you listen to this podcast, so you make sure that you hear the next episode when we talk about the next chapter of Ozzy Osbourne. Later. <laughs>